Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Playing With Perspective. The suspended animation podcast. I hope everybody's having a fantastic break, having some time out with their family and friends. It's episode 178, and I have the lovely media queen Aldwin Altena here in the house. We're going to be chatting about the power of positive mass media. Aldwin, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you, Darren, for having me on your show. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining me. Now, for everyone out there who might not know who Aldwin is, Aldwin Altenay is a mass media marketing expert known as the media queen. She's the TV host, speaker, photojournalist, and author of multiple international best-selling books. With 37 years of media experience, her PR company, AA Expose Media, is the only one she knows that guarantees results in the mainstream media. She's passionate about inspiring more good news in the mass media to help decrease depression and suicide rates and lift people's spirits. In 2018, Aldwin founded the Mass Media Tribe Meetup Group and a Global Good News Day, which is run annually on August 8th. She also started the monthly Global Good News Challenge in June 2020. Also an animal activist, she founded Animal Action Events in 2007 and has run 14 annual charity events so far, raising awareness, appreciation, and respect for all animals. In her spare time, she loves performing in her comedy duo, The Fiddly Gigglers, acting, playing ukulele, and taking long beach walks and body surfing. My God, Aldrin, you are an overachiever. <laughs> and yes, you have any spare time <laughs> I, I tend to get less and less sleep now as I get older Darren. <laughs> oh, now I better check actually is that num- it's 14 or 15 charity it's actually events? just gone 15 as of yesterday we just had a seven hour live stream wow. for our 15th annual animal action event and it was an animal action day for dogs that we did yesterday that was streamed to the animal action events Facebook page and also to Media Queen TV and we it was amazing 15 performers and speakers, raising funds for SEQ Canine Rescue, which is a beautiful charity in Brisbane that saves dogs from death row. They actually collect the dogs from around the councils around Australia, where if dogs aren't collected within seven days, they are actually put down. And this amazing charity gets these dogs out of there within those seven days and rehomes them and fosters them and and gives them life, which is fantastic. Congratulations on that. And later on, I want to touch on on Thank that you. in a little bit more detail as well and give everybody the links to, to make sure they can find you as well. Excellent. But um, 37 years in the media. So I'd love to hear how did you get into that in the first place and what still drives you and what makes you passionate about it to this day? Thank you, Darren. Yeah, great question. And it, it's interesting, 37 years. I know I don't look a day over 25. It's hard to believe. I actually started when I was 10. I'm actually 47, actually about to turn 48 in a few weeks. And at 10 years of age, I had my first brush with the media in that I was actually interviewed by the Manly Daily in Sydney as a top junior table tennis player. 
And I remember being in North Bagala in our garage where we had a table tennis table, <laughs> the family, and the Manly Daily photographer and journalist came out to our place. And I remember the photographer getting up on a ladder and he took a photo of me with my bat and the ball looking up at the camera. And back then it was the film days, right? I was looking up at the camera and I looked at this guy up on the ladder and I thought, wow, that looks like a really fun thing to do. I'd love to do something like that one day. And then at 11 years of age, I featured on Cartoon Connection on Channel 7. I remember and Cartoon Connection. after school. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I remember being in the studio. There's about 30 people or so in the studio and there was this massive camera right in front of me. And I, I remember the TV host looked at me in the studio and said, don't think of the 2 million people watching this right now. Wow, scary. And so clearly as I looked at the camera, this massive camera that was bigger than my head, I'm sure at the time, I freaked out and all I could think about was the 2 million people. I froze when she asked me a question. I was like, it was like I wasn't there. I just went like a ghost. It was a shocking interview. However, what we did do at 11 years of age, we had a table in the studio because the media loved to not just educate they want to entertain as well so we had a table tennis table there and my brother and I he was a top junior table tennis player in in New South Wales as well at the time he was actually 13 I was 11 and we got on that table and I just thought I'm just going to focus on the ball because if I look at that camera there there's there's two million people watching this so I'm just going to focus on this ball and so we just went forehand to forehand and just kept that ball going on the table right and I thought I'm just going to and they were they were had the clapping machines going and everyone was like yay that's fantastic so this is only forehand to forehand Beforehand. We haven't even seen us do the, you know, do the smashes and the, you know, all, all the special shots, you know, the loops and the chops and the, you know. Under the legs. So, so it was it was really interesting and and a great and a great example of how the media want to entertain and how also often we're so close to what we do that we don't realize how amazing it is what we do because we do it all the time. It's like with table tennis, we would just always train like that. That was just, you know, where some people have trouble just getting one ball on, yet alone us going forehand, forehand, forehand and backhand and backhand. You know, like for us that was just normal. That was just that was just warming up, you know. Yeah, so it was a yeah, great example of uh, the genius that we all have that, uh, you know, that often gets gets overlooked or that we, we can often be hard on ourselves and not acknowledge you know, what, what we've actually achieved. And so from there, I had a fascination with the media at 13 years of age. I actually started a poetry show on Radio Manny Ringer. Oh I used God. to write poetry as a way to release my anger. My dad always said to me growing up, he said, anger is danger. And I remember as a kid, you know, my dad is one of, one of these people that, that loves to watch the news every night, not just one channel of news. He goes from one channel to the <laughs> next channel. To the next. So it's two hours of negative news mostly oh every single night. And I remember one night as a kid, I was so, so upset by what I saw on the news. I remember being in tears going up to my dad and saying, why are people like this? Why is the world so cruel? And he hugged me and he said, darling, he said, that's just how the world is. And I believe that's how the world was. And because my dad said anger is danger, I internalised my anger for many years. And actually through table tennis, I was able to release part of it with this killer forehand smash. I used to just belt the hell out of the ball. <laughs> so I was known for this killer forehand smash and I used to write poetry as another release. And then I started this poetry show on Radio Manly Ringer at 13 years of age. Then I did work experience at the Manly Daily at 16 and went on and did a media degree in Canberra. 
Wow. I did a BA in communications uh, media degree. And I remember this job going when I was at Canberra University. There was a job going as editor of the university newspaper. It was called Curio. Right. It said editor wanted. And I actually applied for this job three times before I got it. I so wanted really? to be editor of this, of this publication. And as it turned out, I took the publication. It came out every two weeks. It was a 24 to 48-page publication. We had about 30 contributors. And I ended up becoming the longest-serving editor of that paper. And what I I loved about that newspaper was it was free speech media. Right. Now we have different forms of free speech media now, and we know that mainstream media is controlled by a few people. In fact, Murdoch owns most of the most of the mainstream media, and we know that there's hidden agendas that are pushed through mainstream media. Right, we're seeing it currently with COVID and the you know the agendas going on right now. And having worked as a journalist after that for many years, I've I've seen firsthand what goes on behind the scenes in the media. And anyway, in this in this newspaper, what I loved about it is. I wrote about whatever it was I saw in the community that angered me or saddened me in some way. And back then we had no social media. This is, we're talking 1992 to 1994, right? There was no social no media. No social media back then. Facebook didn't start till 2004. Yep. And so I started to write stories about things that I'd see documentaries or I'd see things in the news and I'd dig further and wanted to know more about it. So one story I wrote was an anti-duck shooting story. Right. I couldn't believe that people were killing ducks for fun in Australia. And when I looked into it and saw how cruel the practice was and a lot of ducks don't die immediately, they suffer, et cetera, that, you know, they get they get wounded and they're left to die. Oh, it could take hours or, or days. You know, it's really horrendous cruelty that happened. And so the headline we had on that story was go and get ducked, right? It was really oh, in God. your face press. And then I wrote another one about battery farming of chickens. I couldn't believe when people buy cage eggs, they're actually supporting another incredibly cruel practice where you have four chickens on a slope like this on like a 1A4 size bit of paper on a slope like that popping out eggs right it's a really and a lot of them they don't last more than a few months because they end up very crusty they're all pushing against each other they peck at each other it becomes a very stressful situation and of course people eat cage eggs they're taking on all of that trauma into their body with the energy of those eggs and so I was educating people about that and then I did one about female circumcision and we had graphic pictures of three different types of female circumcision that also blew me away when I looked into that and thought gee for for a man's pleasure because that's basically what the circumcision is about is making the hole smaller wow. for a man's pleasure these women end up they get infections they get it just it becomes a really ugly situation uh, and so we had graphic pictures and talked about that and then another one I did on recycling so whatever it was that I wanted to help shift in the world I thought if I can just educate one person with this story it's worth putting this story out and then from there I moved to Brisbane and I had about five part-time jobs at one point and then I landed a full-time job as a journalist at the Daily Mercury in Mackay and then and from there went to the Coffs Harbour Advocate and then Queensland Times Ipswich, Satellite Newspapers, Sun Newspapers, Gold Coast Bulletin as a, a sub-editor there. Mm -hmm. And then I started my media business, actually started as a photography business originally when I was working as a journalist full-time and then it evolved into a media business full-time from 2005 when I left my le left permanent, permanent employment for the for the uh, well, left permanent employment for the, for the first time, really, uh, since all those years in journalism and have not looked back since. I have loved having my own business and being able to shape my my life around my business and, and choose the clients I want to work with and create all sorts of programs and interesting events. And, you know, I, I, love, I love being in business now. Amazing. And you can certainly see the animal activism was born quite early. 
Yes, actually for years, I always, always had an affinity for animals. And in fact, you know, I actually have, if you're wondering where my name comes from, I have Greek, Turkish and Ukrainian blood. I was born in Sydney and Altenay is actually a Turkish surname that was given to my dad because he had Russian uh, Russian background. The Russians and Turks were at war with each other for many years. So he was considered what they say is an infidel or a traitor. Even though he was born in Turkey, he was never considered a Turk. And so they actually gave him a Turkish surname, which was also which is alternate. So my surname actually should be Oskilko from my my grandfather uh, from the Ukraine. And Aldwin is a Welsh name. I was named after a very good friend of my parents who died when mum was eight months pregnant mm. to me. Yeah. So I have amazing European background and Interestingly, in my heritage, you know, my great grandparents were actually they were actually hung in the Ukraine during Stalin era. Oh uh, if you God. if you know about what happened to the kulaks yes. or have, have looked into this at all, the kulaks were rich landowners or, or farmers uh, during Stalin time when he basically turned the whole of Ukraine communist. They killed off thirty thousand kulaks, and my great grandparents were two kulaks. They were landowners. They lived about an hour out of Kiev. And Stalin's men turned up at their doorstep one day, minus 20 degrees outside, and they said, get off your land. And they said, where are we going to go? Minus 20 degrees. You can imagine how cold it would have been outside. And so they took them out the front of the house and they hung them. <sighs> and then my their son, um, which was my granddad, my dad's dad, was in another part of the Ukraine at the time, started to speak up against the government about what was happening. And then his friend said to him, you better get out of here. Now they're coming to kill you as well. And he ran away to Turkey, met my dad's mum, who was Greek, and hence the Greek-Turkish-Ukrainian connection. And so interestingly, they say that actually scientifically it's proven we have the DNA of seven generations that we carry around with us. So in my heritage, I have people that were killed for stepping up and running for their life for speaking up. And what do I do now? I help exactly. people step up and I was speak just up. About to say that, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I do. And there's a reason. And, and with people watching this now, there'll be a reason that you also do what you do, right? And you will be guided. And I know that my ancestors are supporting me. I know they're behind me and they're supporting me in this journey. And you know, I'm a big stand for truth and good news with what I do now. And I do believe that just one day of speaking your truth is better than a lifetime of lies. And we've seen people persecuted for years speaking their truth. And so going back to the the love of animals, back to that point that you mentioned, when I was six years of age, my parents parents actually migrated from Turkey in 1970. Dad couldn't wait to get out of there because he was a Christian in a Muslim country, discriminated against a lot, even though he had Muslim friends and some Muslim people were lovely and all that kind of thing. But living in a 99% Muslim country, they they do not like the Christians there. And they and he had a lot of trouble growing growing up there. And he was discriminated against, not given work because he had because of his Ukrainian background, because he was Christian. Um, you know, Christians were forced to learn the Quran, all that kind of thing. So he he as soon as he could get out of there, he got out of there and and they migrated to Australia to Sydney in 1970 with two suitcases and three hundred dollars in their pocket and started mm-hmm. life all over again. My amazing parents and yeah. you know now they they've actually been together 51 years this year. Hey. They live at Bri- they live at Bribey Island wow. and they are the most adorable couple. They're so gorgeous. But anyway, at six when I was six years of age, which was 10 years after my parents migrated to Australia, they did their first trip back to Turkey to see the family. Mm-hmm. And when they went there, there was this really big sheep that I befriended at my grandma's place. <laughs> this beautiful big sheep that was my friend the sheep, right? And every day I'd run down to the sheep and cuddle it and and then one day I was so excited we're taking the sheep out for a walk 
And it was a beautiful sunny day. I remember it was a big green field and I had my hand around the sheep. And the next thing I know, these three guys, at least twice my size, came along. They grabbed the sheep. Two of them grabbed grabbed the sheep by the feet and another one grabbed it by the neck. They basically dragged it onto a concrete block, pulled out a big knife, Mm. and they cut Mm. the sheep's throat in front Mm. of me. And as a six-year-old, this sheep was squealing. The sheep did not die quickly. I literally, I I freaked out. I was like, what is going on? What are they doing? I wanted to save the sheep. I went to run towards the sheep. I was being held back by my dad. My dad held me back. And in the end, after watching this, this sheep horrendously be killed in front of me, I ran to the corner of the road and I bawled my eyes out. And I remember in that moment, it was like I had died on that block with that sheep. Now, interestingly, my brother was only two years older than me at the time. He had he didn't react at all. He had he for him, he hadn't connected with that sheep like I'd connected with that sheep. And even if it had been explained to me that it was a Greek Orthodox tradition, and this is what happens when family come from a long way away, they sacrifice a sheep and they feed the meat to the poor village people like they did, like the Job story in the Bible. It's based on that where Job wanted to sacrifice his son for God and God said no sacrifice a sheep uh, and that it's all based on that, right? So it was actually, you know, it was actually, uh, you know, a sort of a nice gesture, I guess, but for me to see that with my friend the sheep was traumatic for me. And so my innocence really died at that point. And for years after that I saw animal cruelty, Darren. For years I, and I, I thought what can I do to help animals? What can I do? You know, I saw, I remember once at, at Seaforth, we, we used to play at Seaforth Hall. We used to play table tennis there and I was only about eight or so. And these kids were outside and they had a cicada hanging it upside down. They were burning the head of a cicada mm-hmm. and the cicada was making all these noise. Like that was another thing of animal cruelty I can remember, right? There's so many, so many different times that I remember seeing animal cruelty. And then in 2007, I saw the Earthlings DVD, which was a really powerful documentary about how humans have treated animals over time, how we've used them for food, clothing, scientific research. By the end of that really hard to watch documentary, I was literally holding my throat, bawling my eyes out thinking, what can I do to help animals? It was like this consistent thing through my life. What can I do to help animals? What can I do? What can I do? It seemed like such a big issue. And then I did a landmark self-expression and leadership program. It was a three and a half month course. And the idea of the course was that you create something that you're passionate about for the community. And out of this same program, people created Clean Up Australia Day, Daffodil Day, Are You OK Day. All these projects have come out of this same course. And I sat there for three weeks thinking, I want to do something for animals. What can I do? I was was one of the last ones to actually come up with something to do. I thought, what can I do for animals? And I thought, I'll just do a fun day for animals and encourage everyone to just do something for animals. If everyone just does something for animals, then we'll make a bigger difference for animals. And so I thought, okay, what do I call it? So I I thought, being a journalist, playing with some words, I thought, Animal Action Day. And so I Googled online. There was no other Animal Action Day anywhere in the world. And so there we go. The world's first Animal Action Day was born in 2007. Mm-hmm. I got about 30 performers and speakers along to the first event. We had seven day events that happened all around the Gold Coast between Southport and Corumbin. And because I was an entertainment reporter at the Gold Coast Sun, I knew a lot of performers. I knew top class performers like uh, Roger Davey from Vivace Entertainment. He's one of the co-founders of the 10 Tenors. We had Dean Vegas, who was the world's number one Elvis impersonator that performed it. And you can actually see this. If you actually watch the replay of the 15th annual Animal Action event, I actually played the five-minute video from the very first event in 2007 with Dean Vegas performing and Roger Davey, Kathleen Proctor-Moore. She was in the London Opera. Some phenomenal performers. 
performers that we've had over time. And Bobby Running Fox performed yesterday. He's a fantastic Cherokee, Native American Indian. Uh, we had Glenn Barry do acknowledgement to country yesterday. We had Nanny Carolina Chasen from LA. We've had people from all over the world perform now at the online events. So we did seven-day events on the Gold Coast, free events, and we had multiple charities at each of these events. And it was all about awareness, appreciation and respect for animals. And then six years after that, we did nighttime events. We did sit-down dinner events and we had animal action night for, for horses. We had one for orangutans. We had one for elephants. So we had a different theme each year. We had one for cats. And in the last two years, we've done online events for dogs. We've had 15 performers and speakers. Last year, the stream went for five hours. This year, just yesterday, went for seven hours and you can see it all on Media Queen TV on YouTube and Animal Action Events on Facebook. I'll make sure we put those links in for everybody to have a look. Yeah, they're fantastic. And the fundraising campaign goes for the next uh, two months, by the way. So anyone who actually donates, the first 60 people that donate to the cause, uh, and the cause is SEQ Canine Rescue, which is an amazing charity based in Cedarvale in Brisbane. And they've been going since 2015. They've rescued over 2,100 dogs now from death row from council pounds around Australia where they re-foster and re-home the dogs that would normally be put down if they're not collected within seven days. And so we have one of these amazing firefighters calendars. Now, this is actually a Gold Coast project, would you believe? Uh, this is created right here by a guy called Dave Rogers, and this is the biggest selling calendar of all time. Hundreds of thousands of copies of this sell oh, in 99 countries. I can't imagine why it would be so popular. I mean, look at these men. <laughs> look at these men here. Which, Jeez, which quite... page am I on again? Which page yeah, I think on? you're. I think you're. You're here somewhere, aren't you? Let me see. <laughs> you're hiding behind this this white dog here. <laughs> so. So we've got one of these to give away. They're worth $22 each, one to give away to the first 60 people who donate to the cause, and the ch- it's on chuffed.org. Uh, and we have many other prizes, including one from you, Darren. Thank you so much. You, you've donated a podcast strategy session for $150, and we have so many other prizes as well. So everyone who donates goes in the running for some of the other prizes as well. Awesome. Well, fantastic cause, and, you know, congratulations again on such a great event. Thank obviously, you. Obviously, you're extremely passionate about communication and using, you know, the media and the right channels to make a difference to the world. But I want you help me with this topic for today's podcast, which is the power of positive mass media. So I want to kind of just chat about that for a second. Why positive mass media as opposed to just mass media? Yes, because unfortunately, as we know, a lot of mainstream news is negative, okay? And people people say, oh, bad news sells, and if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Well, we've been conditioned to believe that, I believe. I believe we've been conditioned to believe that. People yeah. don't like the negative news. In fact, a lot of people I speak to don't watch the news because it is so negative. I'm one of them, and- yeah, I agree. And it's actually led to some serious mental health issues. I mean, we have right now across the world, we have about a million people a year worldwide who take their own lives. And now that has gone up four times during COVID. More people have died from suicide than have died from COVID. But, of course, you're not going to hear that in the mainstream media, right? And and it's something that's very close to my heart too because I've had depression. My dad said anger is danger. I internalised my anger, which led to depression for me. 
And I actually, through my teenage years, had a very rocky period. I was actually kicked out of home at 15 and then went through a really tumultuous period where I went from ducks of my primary school to failing everything in year 11 and moved into a crazy household where I then, turning point happened, I saw my boyfriend sleep with my best friend in front of me and then I turned my life around, went from Mossman High School to Forest High School, went back home, studied really hard, got into a media degree. So it was a really tumultuous period there during my teenage years and, you know, we think the grass is greener on the other side you know you don't realize till you go to the other side you think geez actually I had it pretty good at home I'm going back home right so thank goodness thank goodness my parents accepted me back you know um and also I've had four friends who've taken their own lives by the age of 45 so I've seen the impact of negative media on the world now something I'm really passionate about is getting more positive news out there and any negative can be turned into a positive so the thing is is it's important to know what's going on in the world it's important to watch the mainstream news and notice what's going on, but just notice when you get into angry states or sad states or depressed states, what is actually happening? And I have a great diagram here. Here it is. So this this helps to describe it. Okay, so this is Dr. Hawkins' scale of consciousness. So now there's two, two main states we feel as human beings, okay? One is love and one is fear. Now, this was scientifically proven about 100 years ago that when we, we, we're actually 99.99999% energy and frequency and vibration. So when we vibrate at love states, which is love, joy, gratitude, peace, enlightenment, these are the highest vibrations you'll feel. Enlightenment is 700 plus megahertz is how you're vibrating. If you're in love, you're at 528 and joy is 540, gratitude is 540, which is part of why I do the Global Good News Challenge, sharing gratitude, Uh, and peace is 600. So that's where meditating is really important. You know, those who don't go within, go without, they say, right? Having that spiritual belief, whatever that is for you. Whereas down here is where a lot of the world right now is vibrating at fear. And fear, you're at 100, okay? The the, the world right now is between 75 to 100. That's where they're vibrating. The very lowest vibration you'll feel is shame. So if you have shame around anything, you know, notice that, notice that and look at how you can clear that. Uh, Guilt is 30 megahertz. So really interesting, when we get into these low states, which is where mainstream media will have you if you believe everything you hear in the mainstream media. Now, having worked as a journalist, I can tell you there are hidden agendas. There were times we were asked to get stories that weren't there. There were times there was syndicated news right across the board. We saw it with 9-11. How many times did we see those same planes going to those buildings with 9-11? And then what happened after that? Oh, the war on terror happened straight after that. Isn't that interesting? You know, it's it's like, you know, this is how I, I believe, and, you know, some people call it conspiracy theorists, whatever, but, you know, do your own research. Watch the Thrive documentary. That's a brilliant documentary if you haven't seen that. Really powerful documentary about how the world works. There are a few, unfortunately, I believe, running the world that are very evil. There are some evil forces running the world and they want people to live in fear. They want to divide and rule. And this is where the whole bad news sells thing comes in, right? So the good news is, though, there is a lot of alternative media nowadays. There's a lot of truth media. There's a lot of, uh, you know, free, free speech media out there. Mm-hmm. And Facebook and YouTube are not two of the free speech medias. We've seen now with COVID, all the fact checkers, all these fact checkers have been coming out of nowhere. I did an interview with someone on my balcony about 5G, about the dangers of 5G, showing it was 10 times more dangerous than it, than the safe levels. Wow. Yep. 
And this video got taken down off YouTube by their fact checkers. It was done on my balcony with an EMF reader and an expert on my balcony. He said, oh, there's a 5G tower just popped up at the end of your street during lockdown. Oh, there's, and so suddenly I've noticed all these 5G towers popping up all over the place. Well, you know, it doesn't take much to put two and two together and realise that we are being monitored all over the place Absolutely. and that this is part of the rollout of what's going on with you know, with with vaccine passports and and all of this, the digital digitalization of what's happening in the world. So it's really important to be aware of these things. But at the same time, you know, notice when you you go into anger and fear around it and sadness, which you will experience those states. But notice that and then pull yourself out of it and come back to gratitude and, and look at, okay, look, things can always be worse. You know, how can we make the most of the present circumstance, even though we can't control all the, all the craziness that's happening in the world right now? We can't control all that stuff. We can control what we're going to do on a moment-by-moment, day-by-day basis. We can control what we're going to do to enjoy our lives here and now with what freedoms we do have right now and so things can always be worse so with positive publicity I actually show people I've got clients that I have a a mass media mastery program where I show people exactly how they can get positive media and how any negative can be turned to a positive and sometimes we need to express the negative to then look at the positive so for example when I did a fundraiser for koalas many years ago at the time the angle for the story was that koalas are critically endangered there's only 50,000 left in the wild However, here's a group of 30 performers and speakers coming together on the Gold Coast to raise awareness for koalas. And these are three simple things you can do to help koalas, right? I mean, now that 50,000 is down to 25,000 because we had all those bushfires, right? So now it's even worse situation. The three simple things people can do, one is they can drive slowly at night. A lot of koalas are found dead underneath. Beware of koala signs, would you believe Yeah, so drive slowly at night, contain your dogs at night because a lot of koalas are attacked by dogs and plant more eucalypt trees, right? We've, we've decimated their habitat. So three simple things that people can do to help koalas, right? So see how we can turn the negative into a positive. So when I say how to gain a million dollars with a free positive publicity, there's always a positive at the end of every negative. There's always a breakthrough at the end of every breakdown. And being a human being, you wouldn't be a human being and you wouldn't be watching this right now if you hadn't had some drama in your life, right? And so then it's looking at, okay, what is the drama that you've had in your life and how did you come through that? What were the learnings from that situation? And often you'll find that why you do what you do now could be because of those dramas that happened, right, or because of something like I'm a stand for truth and good news, I've had depression, I've had four friends take their own lives. So there's no coincidences in this world. I do believe we attract the situations and circumstances that we do in our life to learn whatever we need to learn. And until we learn those lessons, we will keep attracting the same situations. So true, so true. And and Aldrin, what do you mean or what do you define as mass media and free speech media? Are we talking... Does social media fit into that or are we talking traditional media still? Yeah, well, I mean, now the world is so, you know, it is mass media now. That's the way of the world now, right? So so I was educated and, and trained in traditional media. So I've worked in TV, radio, print media primarily. And then now the mass media world has taken off. So now, you know, since Facebook started in 2004, now we're at a point where out of the 7.8 billion people on the planet, we have 3.8 billion active social media users. So about half the world's population are now active social media users. Now, just 
the stats on podcasts, as you would know, Darren, in 2018, 500,000 podcasts worldwide. Wow. Now with 2.2 million podcasts worldwide. So wow. now when I say mass media, I'm talking offline and online media. And when I say good news and truth media, there's there's news out there like Good News Network, Sunny Skies News, Real News Australia. There's news.com.au that has a good news section in there. In fact, even if you look on Channel 9, Channel 7 websites, you'll see they've got a good news section. Mm -hmm. It's just often not the first thing we hear when we put the news on. And this is where you can target your media at certain good news outlets and truth outlets where you will get the freedom of speech that you won't get in mainstream media. And we've seen a lot of controversial people get shut down off Facebook. In fact, I had an account shut down many years ago and they don't give you a proper reason for it. You know, these fact checkers just keep coming out. And, you know, so, you know, there's ways to express things. I'm I'm getting probably less and less subtle about how I express things online. You know, I'm, I'm speaking up more and more. And I, and I say to people, look, do your own research. You know, my thing is I just encourage people to, to think outside the square. You know, so many people are brainwashed by the media. They call it media program. It's media programming that is happening. People are brainwashed and they don't realise they're brainwashed. So all I'm trying to do is just wake people up and go, hey, how about look at some alternative news? And for me, my big wake-up call came Back in 2015, I remember a guy saying to me, oh, you know 9-11 was an inside job, don't you? I said, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean 9-11 was an inside job? You know, what do you, and he said, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. And I started to watch all these videos. A lot of it was David Icke videos back then. Watch, and I was blown away, you know, Zeitgeist was one of the early ones. And I started to watch all these things, put two and two together, and I thought this makes complete sense to me. When I look at this, it all makes complete sense. And, I, and then I started to Google online. I saw all this footage that was never shown in the mainstream media that happened at 9 11 you know the third building that went down and you know it just when I put two and two together really researched it I thought oh my goodness if you really want to know what's going on like they say in the Thrive documentary which is free on YouTube by the way you can see Thrive I recommend there's now Thrive 2 that's come out too 10 years later amazing documentary and they say in there they say follow the money trail if you really want to know what's happening follow the money trail and right now we're seeing with the vaccines we're seeing the biggest transfer of wealth from the poor to the rich happening right now with these vaccines now, I'm pro-choice, you know, do whatever you feel you need to do around that. However, please do your research. Do your research, get informed because you are not going to get the whole truth through the mainstream media. And the thing is, too, when you look at alternative media, well, you don't know always if that's the whole truth either. So you, you sort mm -hmm. of need to analyse the mainstream and the non-mainstream media and, and do your own research right across the board, which thank goodness we have the mass media world now where we can do this. Thank goodness we have the internet where people are putting their own content up. Yes. You know, thank goodness for that because now we are actually seeing a diverse range of reporting, but you're not going to see it always on Facebook and YouTube. Look at places like Rumble, BitChute, Brand YouTube. These are alternative video platforms where there's no censorship, wow. okay, that this and and platforms like Telegram, a lot of people are communicating there because Facebook owns WhatsApp. There's a lot of censorship, so Telegram's really big now. Signal is another one. So there's all these alternative media channels that are starting to open up now because people, a lot of people, are sick of the same story, the same story again and again and again. And then you know a lot of 
there's a lot of questioning around the accuracy of figures around COVID and a lot of people dying with COVID that have other pre-existing conditions and people getting paid to say that they died with COVID and all these, there's so many stories out there. I mean, who knows, who knows what the exact truth and nothing but the truth is, but I always say, listen to your gut. And I knew when COVID started, I knew in my gut there's something fishy about this, something really fishy going on here. I'm not quite sure what it is, but all I knew was like a rocket up my backside, Darren, to help share more truth and good news. Nice. I can imagine a rocket up the backside would be quite painful. So, <laughs> so just don't visualise. I just thought of that visual, visually. It wasn't a great visual. However, you know what I mean, right? It was like I was inspired to help share more truth and good news. And so last year I actually launched a brand new series of events called How to Gain Free Publicity During COVID. And then I promoted my Mass Media Mastery Program at the end of that. And my business has actually tripled now through COVID because I've been on a mission to help share more truth and good news and uh, I've, you know, I love what I do. I love working with clients who generally they come to me and they want to get a story out that they they have a lot of fear. A lot of people have a lot of fear around sharing their story and sharing their brilliance. And the fact is your X factor is your story, my friends. Your X factor is your story. You are one in a billion just by being born. You don't need permission from anyone to put yourself out there. If you know 10% more than someone else, you can share your story. So a lot of what I do is actually encouraging people to see how amazing they are, actually showing them and say, look, you are phenomenal. And often we're just too close to what we do to see how amazing we are. And if you're not putting yourself out in the media as an expert, whether it's online or offline media, then somebody else will be. And, you know, they'll be building their fame and fortune and attracting clients where you might be, you know, struggling away like a mouse on a wheel on the, on the other side because, you, you know, you just haven't packaged yourself up in the right way and got yourself out there. So that's the th- kind of thing I help people with now. And I do have a strategy to get free publicity. I have seven awesome steps to get free publicity, which I go through in detail in the free publicity secrets masterclass. But I could share that with you just quickly, if you like, oh, the seven, seven steps. Okay, so it comes in the shape of a magic wand, uh, my seven steps to publicity. So the awesome is the seven steps. And here's my magic wand. And I, I wave my magic wand and I say this is to show that anything is possible for you. Anything is possible for you. There are literally millions of media outlets out there, millions of journalists looking for stories every single day if they haven't heard your story, then the time is now, perhaps for you, 2022. And just to preface this, this is seven steps for free publicity, yes? Seven steps for free publicity. So the very first step is to get clear on what it is you want to promote. Is it a product, a service, a message? So the A of the awesome steps is about articulating your story. So articulate your story is the A. Mm -hmm. So you look at what it is you want to promote and what is your story behind that? Okay, so with the work I do for animals, so I have a story behind that. I've I've seen animal cruelty. It's about awareness, appreciation, respect for animals. You heard about my story with the, I started a good news day in 2018. Now we have monthly global good news challenges. Well, my story around that is it was after my fourth friend died that I decided decided to start the good news day, right? And then the global good news challenge came out of COVID because I was sick of all the negative news and I thought we need more gratitude. We need people sharing gratitude and good news in a very simple way on Facebook. And I thought if everyone just shares some gratitude and good news every month, then we're going to lift the energy on the planet and we're going to decrease depression and suicide rates, right? So what is your story behind whatever it is you're passionate about? There'll be a reason you're doing what you're doing. So the A is about articulating your story. The W of the awesome is about working the angles around that. So work some angles. So, for example, if I was to do something around anti-depression, I might want to 
collaborate with Beyond Blue, for example. I might want to look at, okay, since COVID, suicide rates have gone up four times. And these are some simple things you can do to help overcome depression, get into gratitude, do what you love, get creative, you know, things like that. So work some angles. Now we see there's different times of year. The media love different angles. We have Christmas angles. We have the start of the new year angles. We have Australia Day, Valentine's Day, International Women's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Back to School, Small Business Week, Mental Health Week, you know, Are You Okay Day. There's so many different things that we can tag onto, different events. That's just one of nine different angles that I mentioned in my masterclass. Work some angles around what it is you're doing because journalists work with angles. Journalists, the big trick is here when you're pitching to journalists, it needs to be not commercial, okay? If it's too commercial, they're going to say, go take out an ad, pay thousands of dollars. Free publicity is worth three to eight times more in value than what people are paying for ads, okay? So if you're paying $4,000 for a one-page ad in a magazine, Free publicity were three to eight times more than that. So if it was three times more, it would be $12,000 worth. And if it was eight times more, it'd be $32,000. So I usually just times it by five. I say, okay, it's worth about 20 grand. It's about 20 grand if you have a one-page article by a journalist versus paying for an ad. Very, very powerful. And a lot of people are not doing it because they don't know how to do it. So the W is about work the angles. The E is about elevate your profile, the E of the awesome steps. So we've got articulate your story, work angles, E is elevate your profile. Now, and elevate your profile, once you're clear on what it is you want to promote, you do ideally need a press release, okay? You want to make the journalist's job easy for them. You can get publicity without a press release, but you increase the chances of a journalist getting the facts wrong. <laughs> They are incredibly busy people, okay? They are go, 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 right? There's certain times of day that you need to pitch to journalists. They do speak very fast sometimes <laughs> and you don't want to waste their time and burn bridges because otherwise it would be very hard to get that back again. Gotcha. So there's a whole formula. So you need a press release, you need some good visuals and your visuals are needed for TV, radio and print because radio puts stories up on their websites and on social media. So always be thinking about visuals. TV is really important. Often a lot of these media now, they're short-staffed. So if you can provide good quality images and good quality video, often they'll run with your footage on mainstream media, on TV and, and radio and, and print, et cetera, because they just don't have the resources to get out there. So, you know, getting savvy around the tech side of that or getting professionals on board to get some good visuals is crucial. So the E is about elevating your profile. And in part of that too, the journalist is going to Google you. Yep. So are you Googleicious? <laughs> are you Googleicious? What happens when people Google you? Is there consistent messaging across the board? Are they going to see videos of you and see how you come across on camera? Mm-hmm. You know, video marketing is really important too. So having that social media strategy in place too is really important. And even Google yourself and see what happens. You might be quite surprised. Yep. You Google yourself. Hopefully you'll be, hopefully you know, in the, in the two or three rather than the third or fourth page. Yes, and hopefully the, for the right reasons. That's you right. don't need to smuggle drugs out of Bali to get in the media, as I say. Right? <laughs> it's worked very well for Chappelle Corby because you don't need to do that. There's many ways you can do it without that. So the E is about elevate your profile. The S of the awesome steps is startle the media. Now, so Richard Branson was brilliant at this. When he launched the Virgin Brides venture, he dressed in a wedding gown. Wow. When he launched Virgin Galactic, he dressed in a space suit. <laughs> when he launched flights to South Africa, he dressed as a Zulu warrior. So he knew how to play the media. He knew how to play and he got a lot of free publicity because the media don't just want to educate, they want to entertain. So how can you be entertaining, have fun with what you're doing? Nice. Even when he launched the Virgin Credit Cards, he hopped on the, on 7 p.m. on the project and he started to throw the different, he said, what colour 
a credit card, would you like purple, orange, green? So throwing out to the hosts on oh, the show. Yeah. So you know, even having fun with something as boring as a credit card, yep. you know, that's some things that he did. You know, what colours would you like and started throwing them around the room, you know. So mm-hmm. having fun with what you do is really important. So the that's the S is start all the media. How can you make what you're, you've got to present fun and exciting and colourful? Nice. Then the O of the awesome steps is about owning your power and get that you have an amazing story to share. Okay, speak your truth from the heart. Nice. It doesn't matter what other people think about you, right? Yep. It's what don't you think scared. of you. Don't right? be scared to tell, tell your story and don't try and be like somebody else. Exactly, exactly, because don't, exactly because everyone else is taken, right? Yep. So just be yourself. Speak from the heart. Speak from the heart. It's your truth. And this is where, you know, you do need to toughen yourself to criticism. If you're mm-hmm. going to put yourself out there and we see, you know, some celebrities have fallen off the perch because they haven't been able to handle the criticism. You look at any celebrity out there nowadays, they're going to have people that love them and people that hate them. Let's look at Donald Trump as a perfect example. <laughs> Trump, you, know, and, you know, there's people that very, love very him. Very polarising. And, and there's people that hate him, right? Yeah. And you're going to get that. But the main thing is it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about you being true to you. Nice. And that's about owning your power and doing whatever it takes to shift your vibration. And sometimes these things are subconscious. 95% of what we do is subconscious. Mm-hmm. So get that when if you're in these states and you're in fear when you go into your media interviews, it's not going to come across too well, right? So just notice if you get into these states, you're just coming from fear. So if you come from love, and I do have certain strategies I share with my clients to help them overcome their fear, come into love as much as possible when you do your media interviews so that you will then be able to master interviews. And the M of the awesome steps is mastering interviews. Once you own your power, you can then master your interviews and keep things very simple with your interviews. You need to talk as if a 14-year-old can understand you when you're being interviewed. Keep the tech jargon out, et cetera. And then the E of the awesome steps is about exploding your impact. Once you get the publicity, how you then make the most of that, how you share that on social media, email your clients, start a media page on your website. There's many, many different things you can do to promote the fact that you've had mass media coverage. And a lot of people don't. They'll get one hit somewhere and then it might disappear in the social media stream and they don't do anything else with it. But how so you, you leverage that stuff. That's exactly. The, exactly how you leverage it. So they're the awesome steps to publish. Wow, I love it. That's fantastic. And, and all Thank when, you. if people work with you, do you work as a PR agency as well or do you guide people as to whether they need a PR agency or not or how to access the right channels without writing press releases? How do you exactly work? Yes, great question. I actually have three ways I work with people. So one is that I'll train people how to do it, which is in the free publicity secrets masterclass, four-hour masterclass where I train people. I show them exactly how to get publicity from an insider's point of view. I show them as a journalist exactly this is how you approach a journalist, this is how you get publicity. So that's a four-hour training. If people just want to know how to do it, it's $97 online, Australian, cheapest mm-hmm. chips. It's fantastic, uh, fantastic information. There's over 270 slides. There's only a 10-minute break in the four hours. It's a lot mm-hmm. of great content. So there's a four-hour masterclass where I show people how to do it. That's the showing them how to do it. And then there's the done with you, which I have a mass media mastery program. And with that one, I hold people's hands and I work with them closely. We do media strategy, media consultations. We do an interview on Media Queen TV. It's lifetime access to the program. That's a phenomenal program, mass media mastery program. It's guaranteed publicity if they follow my steps, right? And so that is the next level up that I work 
if people want more support, then I work more closely with them. And then I have the next level up, which is a complete done for you, where I come on board like a marketing manager for someone. I actually do all their marketing for them. And that you'll, is also- You'll write the press release, you'll contact the journalists because yeah. you've got the connections. Yes. Yes. And we line up the interviews. We we do JV connections, joint venture connections. We, yeah, we basically become like a marketing manager for people. There's only a few people we take on board with that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mass media mastery is amazing value for what it is Uh, for those who don't have a a bigger budget because the other ones, you know, a few grand a month, that's not feasible for everyone. So, you know, mass media mastery program at the moment is between one to 5,000, depending if they just do the online program or if they want the time with me, then it's 5K and it's lifetime access at the moment. It really needs to be 10K, but at the moment it's still on the COVID special. So um, so it is it is a great program and we have some phenomenal clients from all over the world. In fact, one of our clients, Sheila Mack from Los Angeles, she actually got 50 media spots within a month of doing the program. Ooh. And she has her own show now, which goes out to 2 million people on CNBC, see amazing program. She's interviewed a lot of our other mass media mastery clients as well. So we have some phenomenal connections that happen, great opportunities for speaking gigs, to be on podcasts yeah. and other media and yeah. just a beautiful, beautiful group of, of heart-centered people. We have people from Netherlands, from the UK, New Zealand, all over Australia, America, uh, all over the world, which is, wow. which is awesome. So the same strategies apply for media no matter where you are globally. And so they're the three ways I work with people. So it ranges from sort of $97 up to a few grand a month, depending how much support you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I recommend if, if people just want to find out about it initially, just come along to the free publicity secrets masterclass. They'll get a lot out of that. Absolutely. And what I love about this is that no longer is, you know, traditional media, the king or queen. There are so many other avenues now like podcasts, like uh social media pages and groups and whatever else and, you know, a million other things that you just mentioned that I haven't even heard of. But there are so many different ways to get your message to the right audience. You don't have to use mainstream traditional media only. Yes, that's right. Although mainstream traditional media now is even in some ways more powerful because now they have their online presence. Now they have their social media followings and they have their websites. So now what we're having the offline media also has their online media following, right? However, thank goodness, we now have so many other media out there that are presenting alternate points of view. And podcasts are incredibly powerful, uh, as you mentioned, and being able to tailor your message to certain media where your ideal clients are going to be. That's what we call the shotgun approach, right? You can do scattergun approach where your press release get out to thousands of media outlets and you could do that and then you could do from there, you could do a shotgun approach from those thousands of media. You could then target in and contact certain media outlets where your ideal clients are going to be and that's very smart marketing and people have gained hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of new business. In fact, one of my clients, Alan Coulton, who runs Root Barrier, he had a four-page spread in Australian Horticulture magazine and from that four-page spread, he literally had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of new clients that came because they're, they're his ideal clients reading that magazine. And he's now an expert with yeah. this root barrier product. It's all about finding your target market as well. Yes, find your target market and your target market's media and Channel. pitch directly to that media. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love it. I love it. It's amazing how media has evolved over the years. It's yes. evolved so much now that when you incorporate social media and everything else, it's so much more sophisticated than it once was. You know, you, don't, you no longer have just two or three channels and that's it. 
No, no, that's right. Not exactly. You know, I mean, imagine the days of black and white TV. You know, there's like five channels and that, and it was all black and white. Four channels, and that's it. Yeah, which wasn't that long ago, even. You know, that was only what seventy years ago. It's not that long ago, so it's come a long way. And even if you think, gosh, Facebook, two thousand and four. I mean, here we are. We're coming into twenty twenty two. As of well, today's the last day of twenty twenty one, right? So. You know, even in that time, now half the world's population on social media. And, you know, my dad's 84 almost. He's on Facebook, you know. So so also, you know, people from all age groups are now getting into social media. So if you don't embrace social media, you are going to get left behind because when people Google you, what are they going to find? And I tell you, when people Google me, they find Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, they find all this on page one, all, all these social media, YouTube, my YouTube videos pop up straight away because this is the most current media is your social media. Yep. And that's why journalists now are looking to social media every single day for story ideas. So mm-hmm. never underestimate the power of your social media. A lot of people get picked up for mainstream media stories from their social media posts. Well, I was just about to ask you what I mean. What percentage of people would actually get picked up cold from what they do on social by journalists? Mm, that's a good question. I wouldn't know the actual percentage, but I have heard a few stories, so I know it happens. Yeah, I know it happens. I'd say it would be a small percentage, yep. although I mean they're just the ones yeah. I've heard. I'm sure there's a lot more happening that I haven't heard about. Yeah. Uh, so it's viral, obviously, it can happen. It could happen. It could absolutely happen. It can happen at any time and you could get picked up for local radio and even getting in your local media is very powerful. We had many times we did stories in our local newspaper that then we had national TV would call us up and say, can we interview that person you interviewed in the local paper? We love that story. So media are constantly scouring other media. The media feed off other media. They're looking for other story ideas all the time because they've got to fill the the news, right? Absolutely. They've got to keep filling the news. And so you're actually helping a journalist out, and there is a website called Help a Reporter Out too, uh, (laughs) helping a journalist out if you give them a good story, good press release, good visuals, they're going to love you for it. And often once they build, you build the relationship with the media, they will come back to you looking for more stories. And this happened with Aussie Megamall, a client I worked with. We got, got them on Channel 7, Channel 9. And then after that, when they, they did e-commerce stories, I did stories about Amazon, so they came back to my client, Aussie Megamall, looking for more comment about e-commerce because now they know that these guys are e-commerce experts. It. So it's never too late, right? Even if the media have one top expert in a field, whether it's health, business, whatever it is, like, you know, think Anthony Robbins, Michelle Bridges, et cetera. If they can't reach the Anthony Robbins and Michelle Bridges of the world, yep. they're going to go to the next person on the list and the next person on the list. And, right. and every now and again, they might want a fresh face anyway. They might want a fresh perspective. Yes, and they may want a local person. They may want a local person. So if you haven't had any media up till date, start with your local media. It is the easiest media you will get. And when you pitch to your local media, mention what suburb you're from. Nice. It's a really big tip. You know, the number of times we would get stories that were not relevant, that were not about the area. So the minute you call up and you say what suburb you're from, they're like, oh, my goodness, thank goodness. Local man, local woman, local woman. Exactly. Someone locally who's doing great things. Yep. Love it. Yeah, it's all about how you spin it to be non-commercial. So even if you've got a commercial product, you've got to come in with an angle that's not commercial initially. And, And the more you can make your angle about how it helps the wider population, 
the better as well. So Anita Roddick, for example, with the body shop, she was very good at this, right? She did a lot of campaigns against animal testing. Mm -hmm. She did campaigns against anorexia with women and body image, that kind of thing. And she had literally millions of dollars worth of free publicity every year, massively successful business. And just using free publicity is very powerful. So you don't need to waste thousands and thousands of dollars on advertising. Even digital advertising is not working well nowadays. Free publicity is a fantastic marketing tool. And when you learn the steps, you will absolutely love it. And it's a great way to build your confidence, to leave a legacy, to build your fame, fortune, and freedom. I love it. Well done, Alderman. I mean, now, Alderman, if people want to find you to get in touch and learn you know, more about your programs, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, all my links you'll find at linktree forward slash Aldwin. So L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Aldwin has all my social media links and all my websites. And there's about 50 links on there. So that's really the best place to go. And if you Google me, you're not going to find any other Aldwin alternates on there, except for there is one stalker on Facebook that's got a profile, this Aldwin alternate with not with a photo of a blonde lady. That is not me. Okay. So <laughs> except for that, they're, they're, it's, it's all me online. So you'll see if you just search my my name uh, or go to linktree forward slash Aldwin. That's really the best step. If you want to just go straight to the free publicity secrets masterclass, freeprsecrets.com is the website. And that link is also on that linktree forward slash Aldwin. Beautiful. Well, Aldwin, I thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been absolutely fantastic, insightful. I've learned so much and I love how passionate you are about what you do. After 37 years, you've seen it all. You've seen it change. And you're still probably as passionate as, as when you started, which is amazing. Yes, yes. And I have embraced social media. And for a while there, I kind of boycotted Facebook and I went on Twitter, but then eventually I made my way back to Facebook. And now I've got, you know, three profiles, 5,000 5, friends is the limit. Yep. Uh, and I have thousands of followers now and many different pages and groups. And so I've, I've totally embraced Facebook as much as I know there's censorship and fact checkers pop up quite a lot yeah. around my, my posts. <laughs> I tend to get, <laughs> I, tend to get <laughs> I tend to get quite a few, but I am still on there. And this is where, you know, ideally you want to diversify your media efforts too, and don't put all your eggs in one basket because you don't control these social media platforms. So ideally you want to be backing up your content and having it across multiple channels. So thank you so much, Darren. I, I grabbed my little love heart to share the love and just right. so that people get how amazing they are. And if you're watching this, there's a reason you're watching this right now. You've been drawn here for a reason. And perhaps it's just to, you know, think about something that you appreciate about yourself right now. You know, a lot of people are really struggling out there at the moment. And I do believe the more joy that we have in our own lives, the more we love our own life and love what we do, the more that will flow on, the ripple effect of that onto our families, onto our community, onto those around us. And if you want to attract more media opportunities, ideally lift your vibration, lift yeah. your vibration to love, gratitude. No matter what is going on in the world, we are at a massive time of change and it's exciting to actually be alive right now because, you know, there's been a lot of corruption in the world for a long time and things are coming to the surface, you know. There's a whole new world happening right now and, you know, the, the strong ones will survive this and those that don't will fall off the perch. And so we want you to stay on the roller coaster ride of life because you're going to have your highs and lows and you're going to feel like you're going round round circles sometimes. You're going to feel like you're going backwards sometimes. So just stay on that roller coaster ride of life. Enjoy the journey. Look for the learnings in those breakdowns that you, you will inevitably have in life. Look for the learnings and then 
appreciate the breakthroughs for what they are and make the most of every precious moment in life because a third of people die by 65. That goes pretty damn quick. So if you're watching this right now, how can you make the most of your life moving forward? What is it that really brings you joy and lights you up? Do more of that, more of that as much as possible. Do what you love and you'll have a greater experience of life and the people around you will also love it as well because they will see as you lift your energy, you will lift their energy and will create a better world all around. Love it. Aldwin, I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. What a great way to finish off the show. Everyone out there, I hope you have a fantastic day. Please thank Aldwin for coming on and sharing her knowledge and her expertise and her amazing passion. And we'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast.